The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is DFS simplified. All you have to do is pick your favorite player over and unders to cash. Head over to prizepicks.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Week 16 about to kick off. Wow, that was a hell of a fade. Thanks. Good good job, radio DJ. Your finger's slipping all over the place. It is the beginning of week 16. You are listening to the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I, of course, am your host, Rod Gomez. Find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. And as week 16 is about to kick off here, it is Thursday night as we record this, or Thursday afternoon, or Thursday morning. I don't know. It's somewhere in Thursday. We are about to uh, get kicked off. We are going to be bringing you uh, some advice as we do on Thursday. And as I would love to always do and do, I bring in Justin Mark to help us with this uh, because Justin is just a wealth of knowledge and uh, he makes me look better. So Justin, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. Okay. So again, as we talk about this, uh, this week already impacted by several, uh, COVID related incidents and obviously injuries are still a factor. So look, we're going to talk about this on Thursday morning. Okay. But here's the deal. Keep a close eye on whatever news alerts you have, because this literally changes by the second. In fact, between last night and this morning, Justin, we're going to hit on this. We already had some big news. You alerted me to this. What happened, Justin? What happened? Yeah, so Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon were both placed on the COVID list. Um, guys are dropping like flies with COVID, running rampant as it is around the country. So you got to really watch those lineups closely. Um, check them as often as you can because guys are getting put on that list left and right. Yep, and look, these are guys that you took with you all the way through your season, right? I mean, well, maybe not Taysom Hill, but a lot of these guys, I know Brandon Cooks is about to sit for me quite possibly. Uh, and that's a big guy that, that got me through a couple of weeks here and there. So again, keep an eye on those COVID-19 lists because uh, they're changing ever, ever rapidly. So again, this is week 16 now. You're either in your semifinals or you could be in your championship, depending on how the thing ran out. Most everybody's in their in their semifinals at this point. I know that not not everybody uh, bumped it back down. So now 17 is the championship week. So and for those of you who advanced to the semifinals uh, of the Scott Fishbowl, congratulations. Uh, that was a, a, a arduous task to get there. I want to humbly brag for a second. I don't do this very often, but look, this was a very difficult season. And if you're not familiar with Scott Fishbowl uh, scoring, it is brutal. I mean, Kirk Cousins got me like two points last week. Uh, so I I would uh, stood Kirk Cousins and made it to the semifinals. So whew, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. So Anyways, Justin, we're not here to talk about my Scott Fishbowl lineup. We're here to give folks some fantasy football advice, as we always do. It is the mailbag show. Start, sit, really, is what it ends up being, because a lot of these uh, questions are start, sit questions. But you have some difficult decisions to make, especially with everything going on, injuries and COVID-related. We're going to get to those. Of course, I scour the internet for these start, sit questions, and uh, these are the ones that we came up with this week, because these ones intrigued me. There's some names on here that you wouldn't think about, uh, being on there and it starts with this question Justin because last week 
fantasy football is nothing if not recency biased. So people want to know now, should they start Josh Allen or Tyler Huntley now that we know Lamar Jackson is out? Justin, what do we tell these guys? Yeah, I I completely get it. Tyler Huntley had 35.9 fantasy points last week. Um, He had two touchdown passes with 215 passing yards and then 73 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. Just looked phenomenal. Uh, Looked like he should have been their starter. And then Josh Allen with his piddly 20.8, you know, it's still a good performance, but everybody's chasing that 35 points. Um, and I get it. I get it. You know, Josh Allen's only been above 35.9 twice this year. He's only eclipsed 73 rushing yards once. He's never had a multiple rushing touchdown game. Um, he does have 11 games with over two passing touchdowns. And the other thing is the Bills play the Patriots, that, which are ranked first against quarterback fantasy football points. Uh, Josh Allen only had 11.7 against them last time, whereas Tyler Huntley plays Cincinnati, who are ranked eighth against quarterbacks. So neither of them have a great matchup, right? My caution is I'm I'm a firm believer in start your studs. I assume if you have Josh Allen, you've been starting him the whole year. He's been winning the games. Um, I understand a 15-point difference. If you had started him last week, or if you started Huntley over Allen last week, you get 15 more points. I get that that's huge. But um, I would point out to week 11, Huntley started week 11, 219 passing yards, zero passing touchdowns, one interception, 40 rushing yards. And I was against the Bears, which I love my Bears, but they have not been a great defense against quarterbacks, you know. So um, if it's me, I'm starting Allen. Um, I I get it. 15 points is a lot of points, but I'm confident with starting Allen. He's been doing it all year, and I think he'll continue to do it for you. You know, and you got to figure too. I'm pretty sure Green Bay did not game plan for Huntley, right? They game plan for Lamar, which you could argue is probably the same game plan because they play similar right. games. Uh, but again, this is a different. This is a guy that that you hadn't really seen on film too much before. Uh, I'm sure they probably you know did some sort of of planning for it. You can't be an NFL team and not plan for contingencies. Uh, but by and large, I'm sure they were really looking for uh, Lamar Jackson in that game. Now, Cincinnati, on the other hand, knows full well going into this game that they are going to be facing Tyler Huntley. They have Green Bay's film in front of them now. This won't be as easy of a sled for uh, for Huntley as it was last year, uh, last year, last week against Green Bay. So you're absolutely correct in that you got to start your studs. Josh Allen is that stud. And, and look. This is this is where you just ride or die with these guys, right? I mean, Josh Allen's been your guy all season long, more than likely, and and to put him on the bench now, uh, just because Tyler Huntley had a better game last week, uh, is is really I don't know. Maybe it wins you a championship. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but more often than not, uh, the guys that got you there are the guys that are getting you getting to get you home. So, um, for sure, yeah. I feel like we've seen it a lot. A guy comes in and he has his first or second start or whatever, and he does great. And then that second week when he starts, he falls flat. Well, and I know that waiver wire pickups, you always want them to be those guys that come in and ride and, and win you your, your league, right? Cause they always say, uh, you win on the waiver wire, but sometimes you lose from the waiver wire too. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know if somebody picked up Tyler Huntley, uh, last week, I, I don't know why they would, if they had Josh Allen, but whatever, uh, we just answered their question for them. They're the ones with the decision. We just made it for them. So, uh, all right, let's move on to another quarterback question. A trio of, uh, you could probably toss one out right off the bat. I hate to say it, but, uh, we're going to, we're going to compare Tom Brady to Dak Prescott or Jimmy Garoppolo. Somebody really is wrestling with this question. Uh, we need to shed a little light on the situation, but Justin, I I feel like we already need to just toss out Garoppolo from this mix, right? Is that, is that fair? I I think that's fair. Um, if you look at their past six weeks, Garoppolo did have the highest score one of those weeks, but that was last week when it seems like many, many fantasy football players disappointed. Um, he had 13.8 to Prescott's 10.58 to Brady's 4.76, which Brady went against the Saints and the Saints and the Bucks. that just the Saints always seem to pull that out somehow. Um, but anyways, yeah, I think it's between Brady and Prescott. Um, I would take what I say with a grain of salt here and go with your gut because a couple years ago I was faced with the same decision. Brady was facing like a top five defense. Prescott had a beautiful matchup and it just on paper, it's like, I got to start Prescott. 
and Brady outscored him by like 20 points. I lost by 10 and didn't make the championship. So, so, um, this is a sore subject still for me because I, <laughs> I'm, I, uh, I follow things closely enough that I'm like, well, if I made the championship, how would I have done? And I would have won. Instead, I ended up losing to the guy that plays third and I placed fourth. So, uh, but anyways, Brady's going against the fourth ranked defense, Prescott against the 32nd, which would make you think, oh, I got to throw Prescott in there. However, the way the Eagles ran the ball on the Washington football team, I, you know, will Dallas commit more to that run? Because they, they couldn't stop anybody, it seemed like. And, you know, that could limit Prescott if they decided to just run the ball. Um, but if you go with starting your studs, the Buccaneers lead the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns. Cowboys are sixth in passing yards and eighth in passing touchdowns. So, um, you know, Brady's slinging it left and right. He's he's leading the league with those passing yards as a team, leading the passing touchdowns. It's hard not to go with him. Um, out of the past six weeks, he outscored Prescott in three of those. Um, and then Prescott, I guess, outscored three as well. So pretty even there. But if you look at the averages, Brady's are higher. Um, if it's me, I'm going with Brady. Uh, and like I said, that might just be because I'm still feeling that loss from a couple years ago. And and you have to figure that this is a statement game for the Bucks. Uh, you know, they, they really did get embarrassed by New Orleans. And if you don't think for one second that Tom Brady uh, is not going to come out and absolutely try to throttle the Panthers, then you're silly. And out of those three, I mean, yeah, obviously, I I'm, I mean, sorry, I love Garoppolo. I, I love the Niners, but he's not a fantasy quarterback that's going to win you week 16. Uh, whereas Tom Brady, especially with Antonio Brown possibly coming back, uh, he's got another weapon at his disposal now that he's lost Chris Godwin. And I and I could see probably the, the, the struggle of trying to figure out between Dak and Brady because of Godwin being out and Mike Evans possibly uh, still being out. I haven't seen any updates on him yet. Uh, I think this the COVID stuff is starting to fly around, but, um, you know, I could see that, but... Tom Brady is somebody who can find weapons and Carolina is, is I'm sorry, but they're in for a full Tom Brady, <laughs> uh, revenge game. So agreed. Um, all right. So let's move back again, uh, to Dak Prescott and this, Justin, we just talked about this before the, um, before the, the, we started our, our anal analytics, but Dak Prescott or Taysom Hill was the question. That decision has pretty much been made for them. It's Dak Prescott for sure. But let's talk about what the lack of Taysom Hill does to the Saints now because they're kind of dredging it now, aren't they? They're 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 toward the bottom of what what to expect. Uh, uh, so if you have a ta if you do have Taysom Hill, but you don't have anybody else, what are we doing? Yeah. Um scouring that waiver wire for somebody that might have a good matchup or somebody that's a quarterback that's playing from behind. I do that a lot. If I'm, if I'm really desperate at quarterback, find a matchup where you think, wow, they're going to have to throw it a lot. Um, because maybe you get lucky, you know, like, um, my bears against the Vikings, uh, fields had terrible game until the last few minutes of the fourth quarter where he ran for like 40 yards and threw a touchdown pass. So you're looking for guys like that that can pull you through. Um, I was even cautioned against starting Taysom Hill, even if he did play. Miami has looked great against quarterbacks as of recently. Um, compare him to Lamar Jackson, who only ended up with 39 rushing yards. So their defense has been good, and so I would have rolled with Prescott either way, even though, like we talked, um, they might be running the ball a lot. But, yeah, if you're without Taysom Hill, maybe, you, maybe Tyler Huntley wasn't picked up last week. And so you can go out and get somebody like Huntley who um, put up a lot of rushing yards last week and you can kind of plug him in as your rushing quarterback to kind of take over for Taysom Hill. Um, I think that would be a, a solid place to start if he's available. That's actually fantastic because uh, that that's one of the things where if people are not working the wire, especially if they're in the championships and they've got their quarterback, um, you know, and they don't necessarily go to the wire to look for a quarterback um, and Huntley's still out there. That's fantastic advice, actually. I, I'm, I'm glad you, you thought of that because, um, you know, that that's definitely somebody you can plug and play, especially for a Taysom Hill. And I'm looking now, God, Huntley? Yahoo, he's only rostered in 5%. ESPN, 5%. 
This is after waivers have run. So you need to go run out and get yourself a Tyler Huntley if you are missing Taysom Hill. That seems like an absolute no-brainer. Now, would you start Taysom? I mean, would you start Tyler Huntley over Dak Prescott? Uh, I think I'm still rolling with Prescott. Um, like we said a little bit earlier, you know, those guys, they come out their first start. Uh, I know it's technically a second start, but they come out with their first start in a while and they just look phenomenal. And then that second week, they, you know, everybody's got that game tape from last week and they just kind of fall flat. So I think I'd still go with Prescott. Yep. And, and so look for, <laughs> so it's funny because we just said, look, uh, Tyler Huntley may not have a good game, but still go pick him up. This is the world we live in. Because if you don't have Taysom Hill, you got to have somebody. And unfortunately for you, that could be uh, Tyler Huntley in a game where you're pressed to put him in action. Uh, but again, he could get you enough to get you there. And maybe even, I would say, Taysom Hill-esque numbers. Because it's not necessarily like Taysom Hill was lighting up the board either. So, um, yeah, that's... <laughs> wow. What a game we play. What a game we play. And really nothing says that more than this decision because now here we are in week 16 and now everybody wants Ronald Jones. Thank you very much. I've been touting Ronald Jones uh, all up in the, the preseason and then of course nothing happens. But now here we are in week 16, Leonard Fournette injured, which means it's the Ronald Jones show, which means people are now having to decide whether or not to start Ronald Jones. And uh, somebody wants to know if they should obviously flex uh, Ronald Jones or Jalen Waddell uh, or Waddle. I, I still don't remember necessarily how to pronounce it 100%. But um, all right, Ronald Jones, Jalen Waddle. Jo uh, Justin, this feels like a, a trap. <laughs> yeah, and it's hard to compare these two with Jones just stepping in because when he's gotten starts in the past, it seems like he has not done enough to impress us and keep starting obviously um and waddle has looked really good he did miss last week due to covid he's expected to be at back over his last five games eight catches for 83 yards four catches for 61 eight for 65 nine catches for 137 yards and a touchdown and nine catches for 90 yards so the big thing you're missing there is touchdowns he only has one um, but he's, you know, he's dominating that target share. He's got a 25% average target share in the last five games, um, uh, with 23%, 16%, 27%, 32%, and 27%. So they're looking his way a lot. Um, but Jones looked good last week too. You know, he filled it in that second and half and ran the ball eight times for 63 yards. And that's, that's a great average. Uh, and the Saints defense isn't terrible. You know, they're pretty decent against the run. So he was running hard. Um, I think in general, when I've seen Jones play this year, he looks like he's running hard. You know, he's got that chip on his shoulder. He thinks that should be his job and he's playing hard. So for me, when I'm debating on which one of these to start, I broke it down versus PPR versus non-PPR. I think in a PPR league, um, you have to go with Waddle. He's getting enough targets and enough catches that it's going to make a difference for you um, that'll make up for that lack of touchdowns. If you're in a non-PPR league, I think you go with Jones because he's going to get some yards and I think he's going to get a rushing touchdown. I think there'll be at least one there. So in a non-PPR league, I'm leaning on Jones. PPR league, I'm leaning on Waddle. Well, and so Miami's going up against the Jets, which could mean one of two things. I'm, I'm sorry, the Saints. Why did I say the Jets? Uh, they're going up against the Saints, which could now mean one of two things because without Taysom Hill, that means that they could probably get up early so either Waddell's, Waddle's a part of that getting up early or, or not, and in which case, if he's not a part of them getting up early, we're probably going to see the Miami running backs get a ton of run, which means that we may not see Waddell's production. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a gamble now, especially with Taysom Hill out, how that New Orleans offense is going to operate and if they're going to be able to put up enough points to make this a game where we're going to see Miami have to put the ball up quite a bit, which also impacts Tua because maybe Tua uh, is somebody you've been streaming. Maybe you have to move off of Tua this week because maybe he doesn't have to throw all that much against the Saints. Um, and, and maybe by the time this episode comes out, Justin, it all may change again. So <laughs> who even knows well, at this point? Yeah, I think the Saints have to roll with Ian Books and Simeon's on the COVID list too, oh. so... 
it, you know, wow. who knows how he's going to do fourth round rookie out of Notre Dame. You just, you don't know. It's a crazy time of year. Hey, if you, if you are listening right now, go look for the Miami defense to stream the Miami defense this week. That is going to be your week 16 winner. I, I'd like to, you know, think that that's going to be the, the winner because Miami's defense is about to tee off against whoever's behind center for the Saints. Um, all right, so we have a wide receiver question here to decipher between. Uh, somebody wants to know whether or not to start Hunter Renfro or T. Higgins uh, as their wide receiver this week going into probably their semifinal matchup. So um, we know what we've seen out of, out of Renfro. You know, we know the big play possibility of T. Higgins, but uh, I, I want to know what you have to say about this, uh, Justin, before we break it down. Yeah, so all my scores I pulled out of my half PPR league because I feel like that helps answer kind of standard and PPR. But uh, the past five weeks, Renfro's outscored Higgins three of those five. Um, so he is working with a little bit better numbers there. Higgins does receive 25% target average share to Renfro's 21%. So Higgins is getting a little more looks. Um, and then Higgins is against the Ravens, who are 22nd against a wide receiver. Renfro's against the Broncos. Now, I completely understand looking towards Renfro. Two weeks ago, he had 22.2 points. Um, my hesit- And he's their top wide receiver, uh, especially if Waller's out again. My hesitancy is, look what the Broncos just did to Jamar Chase. They held him, they limited him so much, um, which lost a lot of people their their leagues, their playoff games. Um, but if you look at how much they limited Chase and Renfro being that number one guy that they're going to key up on, that makes me want to start Higgins. Uh, you know, your hesitation with Higgins is, will the Bengals and Chase be mad and try to feed him the ball all day because he's been their phenomenal rookie that's looked good. And Higgins also competes with more targets to Chase and Boyd, whereas Renfro's kind of, especially when Waller's out, he's the guy. Um, so this one's really tough. You know, you got the guy who's the top target share on his team with only one other guy around him, or you have Higgins who's got Boyd and Chase right around him. But my gut says because of how that Broncos defense is playing to go with Higgins, um, stay away from Renfro. I think they're going to really limit him and shut him down. And uh, so because of that, I'm leaning Higgins. Yeah, and if you look back to it, the last time they they played uh, Denver, he only had three catches for 36 yards on five targets. So they know how to stop Renfro. I know that Renfro is Carr's security blanket, um, but again, you know, and, and look, if you look back, yeah, week six, they pretty much had their full complement of receivers and Darren Waller. Uh, but even still, like uh, last week against Cleveland, like you were saying, five, five targets, three catches, 32 yards, not necessarily the greatest of outings. Same can save for Higgins, three ca- or two catches, 23 yards. Um, but yeah, I think this is a situation where, look, the, the Bengals and the Ravens both have stuff to play for, and this is going to be a closer game, I think, than Denver and, and Las Vegas. So uh, I expect Cincinnati to be throwing the ball a bit more, especially because Baltimore still is tough uh, against the run. And yeah, I mean, again, so uh, yeah, in this situation, go with Higgins. And uh, and do your hail marys because <laughs> this is a this is a closer uh, probably one of the closest ones that we've had in a while. Both of these guys are very comparable on paper, so um, yeah, I can see how it's it's hard to make that decision. If you can find a way to start both, shoot, start both. <laughs> if you can find definitely, yeah, yeah. you know, because I mean they both could give you some value. Um, it's just a matter of how much, but. All right, so five down, five to go. When we come back, we will finish up with our start sick questions to help you get one more round closer to wearing that championship belt if you have one, grabbing that trophy if you don't. Uh, yeah, make sure you stick around and come back for the next five. College football's championship weekend is behind us, but bowl season is almost upon us, and there is no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for tickets to see your favorite team play in their bowl games this winter, because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all tickets for NCAA football, NFL concerts, NBA, and more. Army, in its bowl game this season, the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl got to get out to watch that game. 
game. Super exciting. So I'm going to head over to TickPick right now, grab those tickets so I can watch Army win a bowl game. And I'm going to do it because TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge. And that lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their college football tickets. Don't believe it? If you find a better price for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick is going to give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. You cannot beat that deal. So head over right now to TickPick today. That's TickPick.com slash SGP. TickPick.com slash SGP. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Yes, you are. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. So get in right now on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and so much more. Plus, WinBet has some brand new bonuses that you can use to comfort yourself in what was a tumultuous and ridiculously crazy week 15. Go put some week 16 bets on the board so you can feel better about what happened this last week. And if you're a new user, bet $1, you could win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. And whatever your first wager is, WinBet is going to match it 200%. Bet $100, you're going to get a $200 free bet. Of course, do not go over that max wager, which is $750. That means that a hundred or $1,500 match is in play. They got great odds, great promos, great payouts. It's happening all right now at WinBet. From booster parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. It's a risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Prize Picks is the easy way to play Daily Fantasy. It's Daily Fantasy Simplified. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Plus, you use the promo code SGP. We're going to give you a 100% deposit match up to $100. This is very simple. It's you versus the projected numbers. That's it. That's all you need to do. You, projected numbers. No head-to-head matchups. No total points. It's simple. Prize Picks has a ton of stats to choose from, including yards, receptions, touchdowns, fantasy points, and so much more. Plus, they allow mixed sports entries, which means you could take the over on LeBron and combine it with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. You get every sport you can think of, like the NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, so much more. They've got an award-winning, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and the Google Play Store, that has 4.8 stars rated in the App Store with absolutely rave reviews. Plus, entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's literally that easy. They offer safe and fast withdrawal. So go right now to prizepicks.com, promo code SGP for the 100% deposit match. Justin Mark, Rod Gomez back from the break here on the SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Five down, five more start sick questions to go as you agonize over these choices to try to win your fantasy football championship. Uh, Justin, I, I didn't ask you this over the, the beginning of it, but how are you doing? Are you in any playoff matchups? I uh, skated by one of them with, I think we, I went into Tuesday night. I was down by four and I just had my kicker. And oh, oh man, I've never stressed out so much over a kicker. And it was the Eagles kicker. And so they start off with the interception. Then they have the fumble. And I'm like, oh, no, what is happening? But luckily, turned around and uh, won the matchup for me. Nice. You are now team kicker in fantasy football, as what (laughs) I can understand. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's sweating a kicker. Uh, That's, that's really, uh, one that most anti kickers would not want to (laughs) hear. Exactly. So, uh, all right. No kicker questions this week, but we do have another quarterback question that we got to get back to. Uh, this one again, some of these ones in week one or two, you would probably not be thinking that these are actual, uh, start sick questions you would have at week 16, but this one is Matthew Stafford or Aaron Rodgers is the question. And look, if you have both of these on your roster, kudos to you for drafting that way from the beginning. So, uh, I don't know, Justin, I know what my heart says, but what do your stats say? 
So as a Bears fan, two guys I'm used to not liking. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so one of the things I like to do is just look at the last matchups and say, okay, if I had started Stafford or if I started Rodgers, who would I have been happier with? Um, out of the past four weeks, Stafford has only had more than Rodgers one of those, and that's because Rodgers had a bye. So Rodgers is outscoring Stafford, um, which just makes me lean towards Rodgers. Um, Stafford plays against the Vikings, who are 30th against the quarterback, so it is a good matchup. Rodgers against, is against Cleveland, who are 12th. But one of the factors in this game, Rodgers is about to break Brett Favre's touchdown record. He tied it last week um, against the Ravens. And I think just a little sidebar here, Rodgers and Devonta Adams have both talked about how it'd be cool if Adams was on the receiving end of that. So if you like the gamble, I would go out. I would take an Adams anytime touchdown, first touchdown, Packers first touchdown. I know I'm going to. Anyways, back to fantasy football. Um, I realize Stafford, he's been great all year. I've been impressed, even though I'm hesitant to say it as a Bears fan, but like he has looked good. But when you look at these last four games, the only time he outscored Rodgers was the bye. Um, Rodgers is playing with some fire. I think you got to start, you got to stick with Rodgers. Um, you know, he's having another MVP season. I hate to say it, but he is. And I, I would roll with Rodgers. And the thing about it is that Aaron Rodgers is out for blood this year, especially with the way he entered the season this year. And you gotta, you gotta figure that he is going to try to sling this ball all over the place, not only to break the record, which is going to be awesome for him, but also again, just to build up this season. Cause who knows if it's literally his last in green Bay. So he's only got, but a couple of, of games left now, I guess, to prove himself to the market, to prove himself to green Bay and to show that he is still a quarterback that could command the type of uh, pay. First of all, and second of all, the respect that he, I don't think feels like he got going into the season out of green Bay. So, you know, these guys are emotional players and that factors in a lot of weeks. Uh, whereas Matt Stafford, yeah, these the Rams, they're going for for the NFC West for sure. Um, and, and they probably could end up putting it all over the place on the Vikings. And one thing I will say is that Sony Michelle's looked good over the last couple of weeks too. And you get you get Daryl Henderson back. Um, I have a feeling that they may want to run a little bit more to take some pressure off of Stafford to try not to bust him up before the playoff run. That's just no me. doubt. So yeah, I would start Aaron Rodgers in this case too, um, because it's Aaron Rodgers, and yes, he's frustrating at times. But like you said, uh, Stafford's only outscored him uh, on the bye week. Rodgers had to sit for <laughs> Stafford to outscore him. So definitely, uh, yeah, d- definitely start Aaron Rodgers. Uh, all right, let's move back to some running back questions. Um, there's another week sixteen question, if ever there was one. Dante Foreman or Melvin Gordon? Uh, who are we rolling with? Uh, obviously, we know that uh, Dante Foreman has become pretty much the man over there in Houston, uh, whereas Melvin Gordon, still the man, but fighting for attention, really, when he probably shouldn't be. Um, so is this an easy decision, Justin, or, or is this one where we're kind of struggling with it a little bit? I think it's closer than it looks just based on the fact that the Broncos have such a strong run game. I mean, obviously they know that's their strength and that's what they're relying on. So Gordon is going to get touches. He's going to get opportunities. Um, It's just a matter of what he does with those. The difference is, like you mentioned, Foreman being the clear-cut guy, whereas Gordon is in a split with Javonta Williams, who has looked great. Um, And Gordon becoming a free agent this year, uh, you know, they've kind of shown that they want Williams to be that guy. Um, and he started to take more and more of that workload. Uh, neither of these guys provide much receiving value, though Foreman does have a couple more catches the past handful of games. Uh, if you break down their last five games, Foreman has won three of those. Uh, as far as points go, Gordon has won, and then there was a bye, and Gordon was out with an injury. Um, Gordon is still questionable. He's got a thumb and a hip injury. He's not, he didn't practice Wednesday. They haven't released a report today yet as of recording this, but that's something to watch too. If they decide, you know, he's banged up, we might as well stick with the the rookie. That's our guy. Um, and go with Williams more. Foreman has, Oh, go ahead. Oh no, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was gonna say Foreman has 85 touches the last six games where, um, 
his backups, Hilliard and McNichols, have combined for 79. So, you know, just shows Foreman is that clear-cut number one guy, whereas Gordon and Williams, it's more of a 50-50 split. Yeah, and and for me too, it is. It's got to be Foreman, uh, and and because we've seen his upside really, and and I know that everyone's gonna clamor and say, oh, but Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon, and just like you pointed out, his only really good week in the last few weeks was a couple of weeks ago when he put up twenty three. Other than that, he's again, he's fighting. He's fighting very hard for touches over there. And the Texans, they're not the greatest of teams, right? I mean, these these guys are just not good. Uh, but they still decide to run the ball, which means they've got a commitment to the run game uh, like you've never seen before. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Foreman, in a situation where you know he's going to get the touches, um, I, I would roll with Foreman too. I wouldn't feel good about either one of these, to be honest with you, and and, and really this is just a flex situation in which you're probably, I don't know, if you've made it this far with these guys, kudos to you because uh, it's, it's a very difficult situation to be in. And maybe even Foreman helped you get there because, again, over the last two weeks, you know, 13, 14 fantasy points, um, not bad for a flex. So, yeah, I guess if you're in a flex situation, go ahead and, and roll out uh, Foreman. Uh, I don't, do you feel good about it, though? <laughs> uh, no. All right. Uh, let's move on to somebody else we really haven't felt good about. And Justin and I, we've talked about this guy at length uh, a couple of episodes ago and probably even a couple episodes before that. Uh, but now somebody wants to finally, finally, if they haven't already, let go of Kareem Hunt. Uh, and their question is, should he even hang on to him or should he let him go? Um, I mean, we, we told you to do this a few weeks ago, but he's still hanging on. Uh, Justin, tell the, tell the man why he should let go of, of Kareem Hunt. Yeah, so he's expected to be out again this coming weekend. He's dealing with, um, he's supposed to be cleared from COVID-19 but he has not been cleared with the ankle injury. So uh, just once his injury in week six, he just he hasn't been the same. Um, he's been very limited, uh, put up very few points. And it, unless you're extremely desperate, like you're in some 16-team league or something and you have limited options, I think it's fine to drop him. Um, the, and you might think, well, who am I going to drop him for? Uh, if you're looking at running backs, uh, you know, DJ Dallas, 1.8% rostered. He had 12.7 points last week. Justin Jackson, who looks like he might get the start if Eckler misses. He's still only rostered in 12.3% at ESPN leagues. Um, Jarrett Patterson, he had eight points last week, 1.1% roster. And Jordan Howard, 69 7.9% rostered. These are all guys that I think provide more value than Hunt does. Hunt's going to miss this week. So let's say you're in the semifinals and you make the finals. Are you really relying on Kareem Hunt to win you that finals game? And I don't think you are. So if it's a situation where, you know, your quarterback might have COVID or you're really weak at tight end and you're not sure what to do, I, I think you could drop Hunt, fill any of those other positions, or even better running backs that might provide more upside than Hunt will because um, we still don't know if he's going to play in the next couple weeks. And really, just ask yourself this question. Is Hunt going to play for me in week 17? I mean, if honestly you've, you've had him on the bench this whole time and you've been winning, then your answer is right there. If he's been on the bench and you've been winning, he's not going to ride in on a white horse and win you week 17 because uh, he's very much probably going to stay either A, out of the, of the equation, or B, uh, he probably would still be there for you on the come around if you really want to pick him back up in week 17, because I'm pretty sure no one's going to go, Ooh, Kareem Hunt's on the waiver wire and then jump to grab him. So, you know, yes, if you need help this week and you're looking for somebody to, to fill in for one of those players that's on the COVID list, or, uh, you know, if Chris Godwin went down and you didn't really replace him, uh, last week, then, or this last waiver round, then yeah, I, I think dropping Kareem Hunt right now at this point is safe for you to do. And you probably just don't need him. I mean, that that's, perfectly honest with you i don't think you need to worry about whether or not he's going to come back and do anything for you in week 17 um i didn't have any exposure to cream hunt this year did you i did um and i had him on my roster up until a couple weeks ago you know we, when we talked about it <laughs> that's kind of right when around when i dropped him i made a case on the show to drop him and then i'm like why am i hanging on to him i can't can't keep him while i'm telling people to drop him so i dropped him for uh 
a better running back. That's funny. You talked yourself into it. You're like, why wait? Hold on. Why am I yep. holding on to him? Exactly. Uh, that's funny. See, we practice what we preach here on this show. Uh, most definitely to get there. So, of course, we're always brought to you by PropSwap. It is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. NFL playoffs are around the corner, and PropSwap has the best odds on Super Bowl futures. If you see a ticket you like, but you think the price is too high, submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then you can buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors just like yourself. And as always, if you use that promo code SGP on your first deposit, PropSwap's going to double it up to $500. I say it every week and I mean it every week. Double the cash means double the odds. Sellers across the countries list their sports bets for sale and thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every single day to find the best odds on futures, props, and parlays. Last week, Joe from Sacramento right up the road from me. He purchased a Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl ticket at odds of 8 to 1 when Sportsbook are only offering 5 to 1. So I'm going to go have a beer with Joe because that boy cashed. If you're not using PropSwap, then you are missing out. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. What are you waiting for? Head over to Better Fantasy right now. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when the bet hits and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand new company. They want to grow their early adopter community, so they want you in right now using their slick and fun app. It is one of the reasons that we love it because they offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet... I say it every week again, and I mean it every week again. It's me. You can get in on some of the prop bets on Better Fantasy Plus. They just added a cool bonus. This is really cool, guys. I mean, honestly, you got to do this. If you get your entire league to join Better Fantasy, they'll give you a $150 gift card to get a sick-ass trophy from TrophySmack.com. It's totally free to play. You can download today for the Android or the iPhone. Check them out today. BetterFantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash sgpn when did sports betting become so rigid tell me sports betting is meant to be social right so when i picture sports betting i picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around in a speakeasy well so bet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform so bet is changing the game with their new product head over to sobet.io and create an account see for yourself through their fully functioning and free web application, you can access a demo of their app. It's going to launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR code, and links, and so many other methods. There's no money transaction on the app. It's purely competitive. So the next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. You have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric you want, as long as somebody is on the other side to accept it. So let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN today and join the revolution. And of course, do not forget to download the SGPN app. It is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It gives you easy access to all of our picks and our podcasts, just like this one. And while you're at it, don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. So a couple of tight ends. We're, we're talking about tight ends. Let's talk about tight ends. Um, Dawson Knox or Dalton Schultz is what the question is. Tight ends been sort of a uh, hold your nose and pray for the best type of uh, position all season long. Now we're down to Dawson Knox, Dawson Knox or Dalton Schultz. A couple weeks ago, this would have been an easy decision. We'd have all told you uh, for sure one way or the next. But is it still that way, Justin? And are we still leaning toward uh, the guy we told everybody to play a couple weeks ago? So when I looked at this, um, I immediately thought, oh, it's going to be Schultz. You know, I just, I thought he's been making more noise. Uh, he has a higher target share, 17% versus 12%. Um, so I, I thought, well, I'm probably going to lean Schultz, but then I looked at the last six games and had I started Schultz over Knox, I would have been out points in four of those last six games. Um, you know, I, I realized Knox hasn't made as big of impact as it seems like he did at the beginning of the year before his injury, but he's still scoring a lot of points. Um, he's missed games and he's still in a half PPR league. He's fourth ranked versus Schultz's fifth rank. So he's still higher than him. Uh, Schultz is averaging 9.11 points a game. Knox is at 10.64. So there's not a huge difference. 
but that point might be all you need. Uh, Schultz goes against the football team who are 13th against tight ends, and then Knox goes against New England. Now, last week, Colts played New England, and they don't utilize their tight ends much, so there's not a lot of stats to go off there. Um, Schultz, uh, or the football team, they allowed Goddard seven catches on nine targets for 135 yards. So Schultz looks like he has a good matchup. Um, so, so I'm still stuck. I mean, if you go back and forth, I'm still stuck here. I, I really think if you have both these guys, you're sitting good. Um, you might even get away with starting one as your tight end and one as your flex if your flex spot allows tight ends. Um, I, I think when I break it down, just looking at the last six weeks, I have to lean Knox because of he's outscored Schultz the pet four of the last six weeks. Um, but Schultz has a great matchup, so I, I don't I don't think you can go wrong. I think they're both going to have good games, and I think this is a, a situation where you truly have to trust your gut. Yeah, this is a coin toss situation, and again, where ha, where and how you've been playing them over the last few weeks uh, obviously has worked for you if you're in the championships, if you're in the in the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to ride the hot hand. Uh, like you had said too, with a good matchup, Schultz is probably that guy because uh, we talked about playing Dak Prescott. So obviously Dak Prescott factors into this mix. How much Josh Allen is going to be throwing against uh, the the Patriots is a is a thing too. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> you, so you're saying you're saying Knox, right? Really, ultimately? Yes. Yep. All right. So Knox, it is, and uh, and we'll put Schultz. Again, if you have an extra flex position, if somebody is on the COVID list that normally would be your flex and you have Schultz, you may not have to drop anybody. Uh, you may just be able to, to throw Schultz in that situation and make that work as well, uh, which how great would it be if you started two tight ends and moved on to the fantasy championship? For sure. Uh, all right. Speaking of dropping folks uh, for another, pro- I can only assume that in this situation, somebody needs a tight end. Uh, because I'm not quite sure why and how you would want to drop Brandon Ayuk for Dallas Goddard. I, I know this isn't a flex situation. This is probably somebody needs a tight end, really wants to drop somebody, and is looking at trying to drop Brandon Ayuk for Dallas Goddard. Um, again, on paper may seem simple, uh, like a simple decision, but Justin, break it down for us and tell us why uh, the person should do what they need to do. Yeah, I agree. This is very situational. Um, I know Ayuk in the past six games, he's had three that weren't great. Um, in a half PPR league, he had a 4.1, a 7, and a 4.1. But the other three, he scored 18, 11, 15 points. So he's been really good. Um, I also understand Goddard's production the past two weeks wrapped around that bye have been very good. He's had 25 and a half and then 17. So when you're thinking about, should I drop Ayuk for Goddard, you just have to look at what your team needs. If you don't have the depth at wide receiver and you might need Ayuk either this week or next, I don't think he's a very droppable person. I don't think he's somebody I would just throw out on the waiver wire. I would look for somebody else to drop off of your team that might not be producing or you just have too much depth at a position. Um, But if it's, oh, I don't have anybody else to drop. I need all these guys, but I really need a tight end then I think you have to um, look at Goddard as a serious option because he's been a guy that, um, you know, based on the past two weeks, you can pick him up, plug him in, and start him and feel good about it. So you really have to look at your team, decide what's best for it. Um, I think you could make a case either way, right? Uh, because Ayuk has been a, a good wide receiver. He's put up good numbers, so you can make a case. Don't drop him. But Goddard has done well these past two weeks wrapped around his bye that if you need tight end help because you thought Waller was coming back and he's not, or one of your guys ends up on the COVID list, you know, COVID's running around the Chiefs, so is Travis Kelsey going to play? Um, then I think it makes sense at that point. So you really got to just decide what's best for you and your team. I would add this too. If you're playing in a tight end premium league and Goddard is still out there on the waiver wire for whatever reason after his big game a couple of weeks ago uh, and he's still sitting there now, then yeah, in a situation like that, I would probably do the same. Uh, or if you really do want a flex play that might be better than any of the other folks, because again, if you have Brandon Ayuk, I don't know how often or how much you started him because he hasn't been consistent, right? I mean, there's, there's especially at the beginning of the season where he was just really was way off. And even though the last few weeks, he just hasn't necessarily been 
all that consistent. It's been the Debo Samuel show, and that's it. So if you've been leaning on Ayuk, that's fine. But if you, yeah, if you're really thinking that in a, in a situation where in a flex spot, especially in a PPR, Goddard might help you more. Go ahead, but don't be surprised if somebody grabs Ayuk and plays them against you next week in the fantasy championship and uh, and and maybe wins on that instance. So, wow, Justin, we did it. We got to the end of the list. Uh, these start sits, man. They they don't get any easier as the season progresses, which is why these questions arise, right? Agreed. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Any parting words as we go? Anything you may have caught by? Uh, us talking and in the span of us any news that might have broken uh, i haven't seen any cross my my desk yet but that just doesn't mean that it hasn't happened yeah i haven't either but like i said i would just really watch who's getting put on that covid list because it's hitting teams hard right now and in the playoffs you can't afford to not be up to date on the information and be ready to move guys in and out yep unless you're playing me then don't pay attention to anything <laughs> i i well I don't know. There's two schools of thought. There's the one that says you want to beat the best team. And then there's others that are like, listen, I don't care if your whole roster is gone. I just want to win the championship. <laughs> I don't care how I win it. I just want to win it. So, uh, all right. Well, good luck to you, everybody. If you are out there in your fantasy championships or, or your semifinal matchups, uh, and, and hopefully you withstand the barrage of COVID-19. Hopefully you withstand the barrage of injuries this late in the season. Um, we're still not done. This is the crazy part about it. There's still a couple of weeks left in the season, uh, obviously with the extra game going, um, but there's football to be had and there's football to be watched. So hopefully you enjoy your week 16. Hopefully you win your matchups. Hopefully you're back here again for week 17 as we break down your championship questions. Uh, I may even bring Justin back for that. What do you say, Justin? You want to come back for next Thursday? Yeah, it works for me. All right, good. We're going to have Justin back next Thursday to answer your start sick questions, uh, hopefully to get you to that fantasy title. So until then, and until next Tuesday, I am Rod Gomez. Find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Find the show uh, on Twitter. Well, actually find the SGP and Fantasy on Twitter at SGP and Fantasy. Of course, find the show on the SGP and app and wherever you find your favorite podcast. Justin, let everybody know where they can find you all over the internet yeah follow me on twitter at mark 87j always happy to answer questions and then on the sgp's website and app that's right he is cranking out the content left and right for you and of course a stalwart member of this cast so again everybody congrats on making it to the semifinals. congrats on making it to your finals make that push get that championship we'll be here to help next week and until next time let it ride <laughs> <laughs>